0: What's up gamers welcome to battle mallet podcast episode 22 nova open for business this is a podcast delving into the minds of four busy gamers their annual journey to the nova open convention playing games that they love and balancing life with those games Uh, my name is jared johnson and i'm here with
1: trey side i'm pretty sure i have carpal tunnel in my mouse clicker finger right now sweet danny clemens
2: error 502 bad gateway
0: Oh, painful. Jason, <laughs> tabled Murray.
3: Danny took mine, so I'm just gonna make fun of Trace for every carpal tunnel in his wrist. Yeah, fair.
0: And uh, we have a special guest with us uh, on this episode, Oscar Lars.
2: Oh, I got nothing right now. <laughs> it's still, the smarter, that, smarter than anything we just said. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. So um, we just nothing just like the Nova Open Cart just a little while ago. Oh gosh, yeah. That bar is so low. So, um, yeah, so in this episode, we're going to talk about our Nova Open schedules and plans, and uh, we'll spend a little time with Oscar talking to him about what he does. So so anybody that's not familiar, Oscar is a, a wargamer and a commissioned painter. Um, he's uh, donated a couple of models to the Nova Open convention for the raffle, so you guys can check those out, but we'll get into that later. Uh, what we want to start with is what we start with all of our guests and just a few questions so that you, our listeners can get to know who Oscar is and his gaming history. So Oscar, are you ready? Lightning round. Sure. All right. So first question, what is your first memory of board gaming?
4: Um, well, my first, I think memory is really hard. Cause I started playing board games when I was really, really young. Um, but I think it is a monopoly based game that was focused in the little town or, or city. I guess it's a city, but town for Americans. Um, and where I grew up. Um, so you had to sort of use your finances to kick the other players off the board, essentially. Nice. Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, and then, so how did you get into miniatures gaming?
4: Um, I got into miniatures gaming through... Um, my, neighbor's, uh, my, my neighbor, essentially, uh, he was older than I was, but uh, his little sister was my big sister's best friend. Um, so I was hanging around a lot, and that got me very excited about seeing him and his friends, who were at that time probably 13 or something like that, playing the old Warhammer Fantasy. Okay. Uh, Skaven, specifically, which became my first army that I ever collected.
0: Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, so Skaven to begin with. And so yep. the next question is, um, so what's your current favorite miniatures game and then your favorite faction for um,
4: any game? Yeah, sure. Um, so my current favorite uh, game definitely has to be Age of Sigmar. Um, it's something that I've been doing for the past, what is it now, five, six years since it came yeah. out?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So it's it is something that really sp- uh excitement back into uh, the hobby for me when it came out after I'd been kind of sick and tired of 40K for a while. Um, and I guess the faction in there would be Stormcast Eternals. I think they are just... They are the poster boys. I know you're not never supposed to choose the poster boys, but I don't know. I
2: guess I don't give a f-
1: hey, Yeah, If well, they are an
2: Ultramans player, run the poster boys. Enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> That's right.
1: Well, and quite frankly... You kind of are part of the poster boy stigma now. Now that you've had an article <laughs> and a big poster of your army in White Dwarf, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That that is absolutely fair. Yeah. So just, I guess, just own it, right? Yeah, yeah. just love yeah. it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome.
0: So, uh, yeah, so is there a specific chamber for the Stormcast that you lean towards, or is it just all Stormcast?
4: Well, when it is when it is um, when it is um, what's it called match play when you play to, to really beat the the living leap out of um, the other player then then it's hammers of Sigmar. that's the only thing you can play really to 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 have sure heart and um, get plus one bravery and just be a little bit more resilient with it sure. Uh, but I think lore wise, I'm really into Hallowed Knights. And it's not really for any other reason than the fact that they have a lot of lore, which is sort of play garden and um, Wardens of the Ever Queen, which were some of the first books I read in Age of Sigmar lore. That's cool. Yeah.
0: I'm, uh, I am have a small anvils of the Heldon Hammer. Um, and I just like the, the lore for them too. The fact that they're the super old heroes. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. Well, um, yeah. So thanks for answering those questions. Um, and we'll, uh, so at this point, I guess, uh, we're going to get ready for those segments. So Oscar, you'll be at Nova. And, uh, so I know you have some plans there for events and also you've got some seminars that you're teaching. Um, and we also want to give you some time to talk about, you know, what you're doing now and, where people can find you. But before we dig into that, like we do every episode, you know, we want to catch up with what everybody's been up
1: to. So, Trace, we'll start things off with you. Um, for the first time in a little while, I can actually say I'm done painting ogres, which is nice. Um, so I've moved on to some palette cleanser stuff. Um, so I've got all the Stormcast Eternal models for Age of Sigma or, uh, for, um underworlds sitting in front of me and i also added on the easy to build castigators as well i'm going to paint all those up and use those for war cry and underworlds and stuff like that so there'll be a nice little change of pace a lot of armor a lot less ogre flesh yeah um and uh have to also give oscar a shout out he's Part of the reason why some of my armor and stuff on my ogres looks really good because I took his class last year at Nova for painting non-metallic metal for an army, and it was awesome, and it came in really handy. So, thank um, you.
4: I so I, thank I you. Have to, well, I have to say that your ogres look really fantastic. I I really enjoyed seeing that.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Um, it's uh, it, it's you know I tried a bunch of different stuff on them, and I was like these are. Really big, beefy models. It's a really good opportunity to try some new stuff, so I did. Um, Looking forward to finishing up some of this Warcry terrain that I have sitting here in a box, ready to go. I picked up the Soul Drain Forest as well, so I'm going to paint those up, and I'll be probably toting all that stuff to Nova so that when we have some downtime, we can play some Warcry. Nice. Um, Oscar, do you play Warcry?
4: I do. I absolutely do.
1: Awesome, so maybe we can get some games in.
4: Oh, um, uh, a a few, I would say. Um, I do uh, Stormcast, of course. Uh, Now I'm excited about the cards that have come out or are coming out for the, the old cast, the first sort of Liberators and Paladins. I think they came out. Right.
2: Yes. Yeah, they can. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah,
4: out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's perfect because that's the army that I have. Um, but now they also have Nurgle, uh, uh, Rotbringers, and Demons, which is another army that I have. Um, mm-hmm. Just very exciting. So so I'm more of that instead of the Chaos Warbands. I play with the stuff that I have. Next.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that's what's great about it too is hey, you yes. can either play with what you have or if there's like a small, like, troop box that you're interested in, you can pick it up and play it and work And then if you like it there, maybe
1: branch out. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I've got going on right now. Um, on the paint table is the, is the, uh, the stormcast stuff for underworlds followed shortly by Hrothgorn. So I'll get back on the ogre train and paint Hrothgorn to match the, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, other ogres that I have. Um, and start practicing for nova yeah. yeah yeah so that's what i've been up to what about you danny
2: uh well i had a couple of nerds over last week and played some board games i don't i don't know that was all right i guess that
0: was yeah fun. i don't know i don't <laughs> think i would invite those people over again yeah nah. they're terrible
2: they're they're terrible uh but in all seriousness uh in all seriousness I uh, hosted a little board game night with the podcast bros. Uh, we played some quacks of Quedlinburg and Men at Work, and it was fun had by all, at least that's what they tell me. And then uh, I finally got, I sent Jason the picture, I didn't send the rest of you, but um, we got our new uh, breakfast nook table in, and we got that all set up today, so that means that we have a dedicated gaming table upstairs now. Oh, uh, sweet i'm super psyched about because like sarah and i have been trying to get through the uh season when season one of pandemic legacy and it's just such a pain like set it up and take it apart set it up and take it apart now it's like no we can set that up up and leave it And, and when we want to come back to it it's just there and ready to play um so I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about that. So that was kind of like the, the big hobby progress was getting that all taken care of and disassembling a table and reassembling a table and moving it upstairs and having your <laughs> four foot 11 wife help you carry it up the stairs. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it was an adventure, <laughs> but, um, but done a, a little bit of painting on my, uh, Hulk for crisis protocol. And other than that, not a ton of tangible hobby progress but now that all these kind of hurdles are out of the way i've got my nova schedule set i'm I'm ready to kind of burst into the next was it seven months or so and try to knock out some projects yeah nice uh what have you been up to jared
0: yeah so i went over to some pittsburgh (laughs) steelers arsenal fans house and
2: real real sports bro
0: yeah and uh played played some board games but we're not lying or at least i'm not lying no like i had a ton of fun and it was a nice change of pace to uh to not be doing something more gaming or miniatures based specifically but to just crack open a board game and sit around and have fun and learn something new um so i think that quacks of quedlinburg will is now on the short list of future purchases um
3: because awesome. it's a ton
0: of fun and it looks like there's some definite replayability there uh so i'm excited about you know exploring that and Potentially getting the wife, uh, you know, another game to play uh, that we can play together. Hobby-wise, I haven't been up to a whole lot. Um, I finished the worms bat, uh right before we recorded our last episode. Um, and then game-wise, just been getting a lot of games in with the worms bat and uh, getting my teeth kicked in a lot. So, um, you know, just trying to get them out. Except against me. <laughs> Except against Trace, yeah. Um, but just trying to get them figured out and... Um, and that's been another change of pace Because um, they don't play really like anything else That's in Underworlds right now um, And I know that there are a couple of people So I just want to give a couple of shoutouts There's, um, Their handles are NPE and DDC On the Warhammer Underworlds Reddit Discord channel um, That I've been having conversations with And lurking on their conversations In the various channels on that Discord to you know try to figure out what other people are doing um so i mean it's been fun it's also been frustrating Uh, i'd be lying if i said it wasn't but um you know at this point my my hobby slate is pretty clean which is exciting because it means that i'll be able to spend the next you know seven months or so prepping for nova so once (laughs) once we figure out what i need to get painted to for all of that um we'll be going to that and um and then I guess the only other big thing is we went down to the Warhammer Fayetteville store um, for a small Underworlds tournament there. Um, so um, got to play against Trace and Jason. Um,
2: did you and, honor my place of birth properly? <laughs>
0: um, one of us did.
2: All right. That's good. That's so, all I wanted to hear. Yeah.
0: As long as, you know, you get one third, 33% honoring. That's all you need, right?
2: Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Um, but it was good, and it, you know it was nice to meet Matt, the store manager down there, and we met Stephen, um, who's kind of a regular Underworlds player down there. So that was fun, um, and so you know we'll be keeping an eye out for other events that happen down there, and maybe making the trip again. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, Jason, what you been up to?
3: Yeah, just to kind of go off your statement. Thank you. Uh, when we were down at the GW store down there in Fayetteville, thank you, Jared, for. Uh making it so i didn't spend an ungodly amount of money i forgot how (laughs) dangerous it is to hang out in a gw store for the day um yeah it would it was it was almost bad i almost walked away with all the uh the the airplane game i don't even know what the heck it's called but aeronautica there you go almost got the whole collection when jared's like we gotta go (laughs) (laughs) He <laughs>
0: have no, no he, he doesn't. He does not.
3: Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, the the Harry Potter brewing game that we played, it was really cool, <laughs> and um, I will definitely want to play it again. And like everybody else, I'll probably be picking it up for my household. But if you guys want to actually teach your significant others how to win, just invite me over because that's all I do. Um, win, win, win. Yeah, no
2: you know, part what. of that video that I shared with you guys was if you're a host, you shouldn't try to win the game, Jason. Oh, so, you
3: can... so you're saying you let me win? <laughs> oh, yep. How nice of you. <laughs> well, I wish I could say the same for all the Underworlds games that I've been playing against Jared. So when he says he's been running his worm spat, they've been mostly into me, and unfortunately, um, most of them have gone my way. Uh, I've gotten off the Lady Heroes train. Uh, and jumped onto the far strider's train cuz i have not played them um since they came out like i it's my first time getting them on the table and i'm having a lot of fun with them they're they're okay i won't say that they're great in the current iteration but um they can hold their own you know the solid fighter stats ranged attacks stuff like that so they've been a lot of fun to to roll a lot of dice with um and then I've played a couple games with my Reavers uh, Jank deck, which is a lot of fun because I don't really care. I just run in there and kill one thing. It doesn't even have to be a lot of things. I kill one thing and die and then hopefully score a lot of glory at the end of the game. And it's worked a few times here. So got that in as far as hobby progress goes. Uh, built a whole lot of Crisis Protocol miniatures. Actually, like the build queue is is going... I, I've Back into that whole, I'm enjoying building models, uh, which it's been a little bit of time for me. Um, you know, the end of last year, I didn't put a whole lot of stuff together. So uh, that's been a lot of fun to just start cranking everything away. I am down to just the uh, start of the actual core game now. I have all all of the other kits put together. Uh, and then the big hobby progress is I got my uh, Underworld's Warbands back from... Uh, the paint studio and that means I am 100% caught up except for wormsbat and hof uh, man trappers with underworlds every single warband is painted so that's excited exciting so that means i can pick whatever i want to play uh, yeah right yeah that's i mean that's got to be really nice it is. It's uh, I. I took a shelf of Necrons out of the case, so then Underworlds now takes up two shelves uh, in the display case, um, and it's just actually like to have a collection that is almost complete. Is there's just something about it's like, oh, what do I want to play today? And you walk over there and you pick it up, and I know that I've kind of cheated by having them all like painted some a few by me and some by a lot of other people so um but hey i like it so
2: got a real little mermaid vibe coming off you with this collection nonsense
3: hey whatever <laughs> i got i get a voice that no i don't Never mind.
2: <laughs> at least he calls <laughs> everything by its right name though so now i've heard him call his army dinglehopper many times dinglehoppers
3: <laughs> oh,
4: just
2: <laughs> nice
3: <laughs> uh oscar you what have you been up to
4: Oh, um, I, oh God, we just, we just bought a house. Oh,
3: um,
4: so that's, oh. that's uh, thank you. Um, that is a renovation project that's going on this entire uh, spring here. Um, so that's, that's been occupying uh, my weekends. Uh, so I have gone, gotten a lot less of my personal hobby stuff done uh, than I normally do. Um, but what I am working on right now, uh, in the studio and I'm about to finish up is a, uh, the first part of a three part, uh, bone reaper army, um, which I got the theme for it was, um, white Walker ish. Ooh. Um, so we decided to do catacross and some of the heroes, um, like the white walkers and then the rest of the army is just that kind of drab cold palette bone lots of browns and brown reds and then ice blades um That's cool. and black armor so it's very drab and cold and then just snow everywhere right um so that one's all, almost done so I'm very excited to s- take some photos and show it off to to everyone um
3: For my, is that Uh is that that a project for you or is that a client's project?
4: That's a client. That's what I'm working on in the in the in the shop. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been a really fun project to do, and uh, my client is very sort of open minded, trusts me to do what I do, and doesn't nitpick on everything that I do. I mean, some clients wants to be you know have a preference and they want things to look a specific way, and that's totally fine. It's nice, however, when you get to sit down with a project and kind of make it a theme and do your thing that you you do, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's nice to have that creative license, right?
4: Yes. Yeah, get a little
1: exactly.
4: Get jazzy with it. Yeah. And, and, and most of my clients, you know, they, they, they let me have a lot of say in how it, the outcome is going to look like, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but, but for my personal project, I'm still working on Archeon. Um, he is just very, very time-consuming. Um, probably the most time-consuming model I've ever painted in my life. Um, and
1: he is a big one, for he, sure.
4: He is very big, and there's just details everywhere. I remember I've put in hours and hours and hours on just putting in the... The glow effect between all of the cracks on his scales.
1: Yep. Whoa. And there's so <laughs>
4: yeah. much of it, like everywhere. It's on the wings. It's on the back. It's on the tail. It's on the, tail, it's on the, <laughs> the front of the tail. It's on the belly. It's
2: ah, oh, it's yeah. everywhere. Uh, Is there any part yeah, of the model this- that you're really enjoying?
4: Any any part of the project that I'm enjoying with Archie? Like that
2: you're particularly like that? You're like just loving doing.
4: Yeah, I uh, with Archeon specifically, I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed both painting the scales and seeing that come together. But I think the heads was my favorite part yeah. about that model.
1: Yeah, it's such a cool defining feature of that model. Yeah. like to have the three different deity heads. Yeah,
4: yeah. No, that that was that was a lot of fun. And I I painted that those three heads I painted a few years ago uh, for that model. Oh wow so I actually had those done before I started the rest of the model I just it just never came to a point where I needed to have him finished and that's the problem when you're working as a commission painter and also has other personal projects that you want to do things come in the way Um, and in this case it was the Stormcast army and then it was the Nurgle army and then Finally, now I've sort of cl- cleaned the palette a little bit for the armies that I've painted for the last several years, and finally I'm trying to put together this Slaves to Darkness small thousand point uh, force with Archeon and 10 Chaos Warriors.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> you doing that for doubles? Are you doing that for your doubles army?
4: I am doing that for. Always oh, probing
3: the... you for information. Don't. Do I it. am
4: not. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's totally fine. I, I'm painting him for the team tournament at Adepticon.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I can hear Trace furiously scratching out his notes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> are
1: you uh are you playing with Tom again this or are you are you playing with Tom at all this year or is that or who are you playing with this year? I'm I'm thinking about um somebody else that played. No, I'm thinking about Rob Simes that played with Tom. Yeah. Year.
4: Oh, you 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 were still talking to me. Um Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I that was that was Rob who played with uh with yeah, Tom. With Tom yeah. yeah. Um no, uh, this this year it's a four player team. Oh, wow. Uh so they it's it's a little bit more complicated. So we have assembled a troop of some really good painters. We have a team um that's painting um for, to, to really do something special for the team tournament at Adepticon this year. Um, I'm not going to go into many details on it because we want it to have an impact when we get <laughs> of there course. and show it off. Um, of but course, we're yeah. very excited to, to show it off and, and, and see how the community is going to respond to it. So Awesome.
3: I know at Adepticon, like the 40k team event is like almost, is the premier event because everyone goes like real big into that. Is, it, is Age of Sigmar the same way with the team event there? Is that like the premier uh, event for Age of Sigmar?
4: I have only been to Adepticon one time before. So I'm not sure if I can answer exactly how that question is. I just know my experience of last year and both the GT and the... Um, doubles turn the doubles tournament had really good hobby turnout like there were some really nice armies there um at adepticon uh so i think the convention in itself has a lot of really good hobby sort of uh pull to it
3: yep cool that's awesome you know, and I, I think the guys are just trolling, getting you on. Cause I, I love the commission business, right? Like it just, <laughs> I love to, to understand how it works. Like your studio itself, is it just you or do you have a team that works through uh, projects?
4: So uh, it's just been me for, um, a long time. Um, but I, so I, I, I painted commissions to put myself through art school, uh, <laughs> without taking student loan, um. So I have a five-year degree in uh, in painting. Um, so I'm very particular with how it's supposed to look. And I want my studio to reflect that. That, it, you know, like if you go to my studio, you get a certain style and a certain quality, at least for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have... So I've been working um, solo for a long time and I, I enjoy working by myself and being able to control exactly how things go, etc. Uh, but I have taking on a part-time apprentice that's going to come and work with me in the shop. Uh, So he's going to do a lot of prep work for me, but he's also going to get to learn from me in person, and I will be guiding him on his projects, and eventually I want him to be able to do projects at my shop standard. He can have a style of his own, but it has to have a certain amount of sophistication uh, when it comes to color palette uh, or uh, to color theory and brush handling and things like that, that so, so that it really feels like when you go to my shop, you get a certain type of quality to your product.
3: Fantastic. I'm, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> I like, I am, I just, I love the whole thing. I mean, yeah. I've been through three or four different studios now. And in, in my free time, when a, part of the hobby for me is to understand the, the commission world, because I don't understand how, for you being a single man studio, how you can just stay motivated to paint that much, man. Like you're cranking it out all week long and then you're cranking it out on the weekend for yourself. That's impressive, dude. Uh,
4: Yeah, I mean, I started working, or I started working, I started painting uh, when I was seven years old. And I guess when I turned, you know, when I was done with my degree and I'd studied what I needed to study to try to become something in the art world, I said, all right, well, I mean, I, I guess I'm just going to go on and f- paint miniatures full time. Cause I've been doing it for this entire time and I still love it. I mean, it, that gotta mean something. Um, yeah. but at the same time, there are definitely days that I go to work and I'm just not into it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it becomes yeah. a job and, you know, making sure that that doesn't get reflected in the work is definitely not a, 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 a thing I take lightly because it does take motivational sort of, talking to yourself through certain things and saying, okay, well, I just need to sit down and get started and crank this out. I really don't want to. I want to be doing something else. Um, but uh, it's just what you got to do, you know. But most most mm-hmm. of the time, I'm very excited and, and happy to, to be able to do this full time and be support myself through it, for sure.
1: That's awesome. And it's yeah. kind of cool to have that amazing thing where, like, your passion becomes... Your like your hobby and your passion becomes work, and as long as you can still kind of separate the two a little bit, you can have you know you if you do something that you love, you never work a day in your life. Essentially, is what it comes down to.
4: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely trying to uh, to adhere to that sort of mentality. Uh, even though, as I said, that there are definitely days where that oh, yeah. that
1: absolutely doesn't
4: feel yeah. like I'm going into hobby. It feels like I'm going into work but i also have you know in my in my life had a lot of shit jobs that are way (laughs) worse and i definitely don't want to go back to that so you know (laughs) that it's a good motivation right there nice
2: you gotta pay for that new house too yeah exactly that's
4: right
0: (laughs) cool um so trace is done with ogres and moving on to stormcast
1: Just like nine Stormcast models. That's it. That's all right.
0: (laughs) A little palate cleanser. Um, Danny doesn't know what he's paying yet,
1: but there'll be something coming soon.
2: Oh, yeah. Making plans. And I also
1: so clearly enjoyed the games that we played at Danny's that I just forgot to talk about them. Yeah.
2: It's fine, Trace. It was a seminal moment in the friendship with the other two guys, and (laughs) you just forgot about it.
1: Yeah,
0: it's fine. Jason's just ready to play more games. With his painted yep. models. let do it. Yep. And uh, I guess I'm in the same boat as Danny. Just looking at that clean hobby slate. And then, uh, yeah, I guess Oscar just hobbies for a living. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's what everybody's been up to. Um, and so we definitely want to continue this train and, and give Oscar some airtime. So uh, we'll take a break here. And when we come back, uh, Trace is going to spend a little time with Oscar. And we'll talk to him about you know, a little bit more in detail about what he's doing, what he's up to, um, where you guys can find more information and see if we can glean any painting, color theory, non-metallic metal nuggets from him.
1: So we'll take a break. We'll be right back. And welcome back. All righty, Oscar. It's time for the 20 questions section of this podcast. So... Other than Nova, um, what classes or seminars or events do you have coming up?
4: Um, I I don't really teach that much. Um, I've only really taught seminar classes at uh, Nova Open. Um, I teach private classes, which is something that I definitely feel more... uh, Let's see if I can find a good word here. Um, but in a lack of one, I, it's more that I can dive deeper into each individual, uh, when I teach private classes, uh, gotcha. when it's a Nova and, 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 you were there, so you really kind of knew how I structured my class. And, and I really try to give each and a, every individual around in the classroom time that they deserve to really figure out what their things that could be improved on would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard when it's 15 people and I can't even imagine how some of these instructors that have, you know, 25, 30 people in a class, how they even can keep that shit together. Pardon my French. Uh,
2: (laughs) It's all good. um,
4: So, so yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a private kind of class and I, I, I do that both online and in person for anybody who's local or. Who, who happens to, to drive by Richmond or drive to Richmond for any reason.
1: So what's um, the most popular thing that you have somebody ask you to do in like a private painting lesson?
4: Uh, non-metallic metal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've also had, um, you know, skin tones or even uh, a very popular one is just, hey, I don't know, really know how to paint teach me how to paint and you know going through the basics of um how to start someone off on the right track from the very beginning um because a lot of the people that come to me for private classes they have and i have them too when i've had them is bad habits that is hard Mm -hmm. to shake yep you know like licking the brush every single time you dip it into a really dirty bowl of toxins you know (laughs) what i mean um Wait, I'm not <laughs>
3: supposed to do that? God
1: <laughs>
4: right. Yes. Um, so so it's kind of like tweaking certain things to make sure that it's you know, goes on, flies on with a with a good start, good win in the back, sort of
1: thing. Awesome. So one of the biggest things that um I learned from you when I was at Nova and took your class, which I really, really enjoyed, was um just paint consistency because even though you think you're thinning your paints enough, you're, you're not. Yeah. And, um, I think that's the biggest thing that I gleaned from your class was that and learning to just pace yourself a little bit and not rush through it. Just be methodical and, um, you'll get a really good result. So, um, so I learned something from you. So that's yay. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, for sure. I, I I definitely think that that's a very important um, thing to learn how to do because you when you learn how to control your paint consistency, you can actually do one thicker coat. You just have to know exactly where that moment is when it when the paint contracts enough to not clog any details Mm -hmm. uh, but still leaves that smooth coat that you don't really have to put a second coat on top of Uh, but that also only works with certain paints because different pigments have different properties right so Mm -hmm. so transparency is one of them so it 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 makes it harder for you to be able to do that with certain yellows for example Mm
1: -hmm. the dreaded yellow (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's right, that's right.
1: Um, so are you teaching the same class again this year at Nova, or are you doing a different... What's on the docket for you at Nova this year?
4: Yeah, so, so for Nova, um, I, I'm teaching two classes again of the non-metallic metal for armies. I think mm-hmm. it's a really good uh, like starting point for someone who hasn't done non-metallic metal before, but wants to come and learn how to do non-metallic metal uh, and learn the sort of foundation when it's stripped down a little bit it's not as complicated as some of the the crazy sort of display model quality the of richard grays of the world exactly right <laughs> um but then also for someone who wants to learn how to maybe dumb down their non-metallic metal uh to figure out how to be able to do an army of all of that without spending seven years painting it you know uh and and sort of getting those fundamental stripped downs that that can really speed up the process of painting um
1: awesome.
4: yeah and and then and then i'm teaching a new class which i haven't taught before and also i should mention that these uh the non-metallic metal classes this year um are actually going to be on saturday um mm. so on the weekend this time so that for the people that you know don't necessarily come earlier in the week to the convention they can sort of also get in on, on, on the action this time. Um, but at the beginning of the week, so Wednesday and Thursday, I'm teaching a new class, um, which is called how to pop your tabletop. Oh. Um, and, and it's a class that's designed for, you know, beginners, um, journeymen, intermediate, maybe not advanced, you know, intermediate is kind of like you can choose if you want to come, but, um, but it's a really good class for for sort of beginners and journeymen who who they maybe know how to how to paint certain things, but they don't know how to paint everything, and they might have bogged themselves down into a very niche style, but wants to expand their horizons a little bit. Um, so it allows for you to come to the class and kind of learn. Well, what do, what do you do if you what would you do if you worked in a commission studio, for example, and you get 15 20 armies a year that you have to paint and how does it work when they're so different from each other um Hmm. what could you learn in a class where that's your premise that you have poppy ultramarine and then you have super drab OBR you know um because that's two very different styles and concepts uh instead of always painting the same sort of whether it's super poppy and or or super drab you can go out and expand and learn something different essentially
1: so it keeps you from basically painting the always oscar large style yes like always yes. you like whatever your preferred style would be it helps you kind of break out of that mold of this is what i like to do but this may not be what the client wants and so how to break yourself of those tendencies exactly. and get more results for the client, right?
4: Exactly, and, and and for someone who is new, who's coming in, it's a really good idea to pick up um, not just the concept of how you paint a tabletop figure, so it's nothing crazy we're doing here, it's just very standard, but also what do I dedicate my time to on this model? You know, right. like on each model has its focal points and it has its sort of like things that can notice the most, well, there's where you dedicate your time, but what would that be, and and how would you paint that to a good quality, but also to a on a fa- in a fast pace, so that you don't sit and get, you know, you you paint a unit and then you're tired of it. That you yeah. set yourself up with a plan, and here's how you do it, and blah blah blah, and eventually at the end of it, you should be able to have an army that's been painted in a to a really nice standard where you can be, feel proud of it. Um, but also in a timely manner so that you can get that army on the table and start playing it.
1: One of the things that, um, and I'm sure you do this because you bounce around for different projects to project, but one of the things that really helps me um, when I'm painting through something is um, having kind of a rule of two, right? So you you always have your, a project that's your, your like hot and heavy project and you have like a palette cleanser project, right? Yeah. So... And it helps to kind of get you out of that rut. Like you might – it's like painting ogre skin, right? <laughs> you paint 20 <laughs> models worth of ogre skin, you're like,
3: gosh, this
1: is just I, – I can't pick up another ogre. So you pick up something else, which is what right. I'm doing with these storm casts, and then I'll go back to it, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> But, yeah, that's um that's really great advice. Um, I look forward to seeing how that works out for you because I know that um, – I really enjoyed your class last year for non-metallic metal, and I'm sure people will really enjoy the the how to pop your tabletop class. Um, so, kind of more open-ended questions, I guess. Now, what if if you had to give three pieces of advice to for three different categories, right? One for People just starting painting, one for someone who considers themselves a decent painter, and one for an expert. What would those three pieces of advice be?
4: Uh, yeah. So for someone who's starting <laughs> to paint, right? <laughs> I, I just had to think there for, uh, for a second. For someone who's starting to paint, um, I think it's really important that you know and tell yourself on a daily basis that. You're going to be fine. If you're painting an army, you're going to be fine. Um, It's a lot of work. And the work Mm -hmm. that you put into it, you need to be proud of. And you should not compare yourself to other painters. This is not everybody's journey. This is your journey. This is what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And you're learning something from this project by painting it, right? There is an incredible amount of pressure for people to paint to an insane, insane level at this time. Right. Um, I am definitely guilty of part sort of contributing to the a little bit of that pressure. I've noticed, but (laughs) it is whether I mean, I also paint I don't just paint armies like that. I also paint armies that are very basic. Correct. And one thing that I've learned from that is that whether you're painting something incredibly detailed and insane or you're painting something very basic like a tabletop army. It is a lot of time just putting paint to model, mm-hmm. and that's a labor that you should be proud of because it is incredibly hard to keep up and do that for a long period of time.
1: Okay, for I someone, really like that. yeah, that. mean, that's it's awesome advice. Yep,
4: <laughs> it's a complicated answer to the to a very simple question, I no. guess. But, um, but but for someone who considers himself a decent painter, um. You know, I I think one of the things that I give advice there is really make sure you pay attention to color theory. Um, There is a lot of painters that sort of take private classes with me or come to to seminars, Seminar Nova Open last year, for example, that, you know, gave gave me sort of an answer or a vibe or something that gave off that they don't really use color a lot. They have a very strict color palette, that they limit themselves to Mm -hmm. and they don't mix colors together. They don't put one and one together to make a, a a baby essentially. Right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Um, and that's a huge mistake for someone who is a, who's a good painter, who knows how, who knows brush handling, right? They know how to make highlights. They know how to glaze a little bit. They know how to shade They know techniques, but they don't really open themselves up to all of the possibilities that color have. Um, and that's something that I, for example, uh, have been spending time with for the past four years, um, is really digging and deep into colors. Like, for example, my style used to be a lot more cartoony and aggressive in its colors. Mm -hmm. And I've now started to really kind of dull some of it down to let other things shine. Right. So an example of that would be to use, um, browns and mix browns into colors to take down the set their saturation and let other colors that are saturated for example really take the, the the first step out they are the ones that are the star of the show and that can have a really really nice impact on how your models and your army looks uh, because it brings in a level right it brings in you see that first color and it's unbeautifully painted and 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 an organized color scheme. And then you get, you know, in deeper on it and you start seeing more colors and more complexities to it as you go into it. It pulls you in and then it shows you a story. Um that would be my advice for a, a painter who's decent, who knows technique, who wants to sort of progress and get
1: better. So you're kind of talking about differing levels of contrast using colors and saturation rather than just like your color value.
4: Uh, yes, exactly. I mean, uh, okay. yeah, in, in, to expand on that, I, I, I sometimes have a hard time um, keeping it cohesive here, but I'm going to try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, when it comes to contrast, you have several different ways of creating contrast, right? And saturation is one of them. Um, but so, so you can dull other things down, right, with brown, to, like you said, knock back a little bit of the, of, of the impact on the color mm-hmm. by saturation mm-hmm. to get a bigger contrast mm-hmm. between the two colors that you're playing. So you have a primary color and you have a secondary color. And the primary color is the armor of an ultramarine, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have that poppy yellow color, right? The Swedish flag yellow color on the trim. Mm-hmm. 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 It's, it looks great as a cartoony thing, but if you rather than take it down and make it like a brownish yellow color, then all of a sudden that blue might not be so competed with by that yellow and let the blue take presence on that stage. If that
1: Which makes is why sense. gold looks really good with it,
4: right? Exactly, because it's a brownish yellow kind of right. code there. Yeah.
0: Wow, Very Danny. Cool. Expert and you didn't yep. even know it.
2: Well, just... Uh... Oh just uh i'm feeling pretty good i don't, I don't have any words to say here
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right and for somebody who you would consider like a master's level painter, for someone who's
4: you... a master's level please give me your tutorials because i'm <laughs> <eager> to... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I i'm really not going to give advice for an expert they're better than i am you know so I, i'm eager to learn from them
1: yeah, it's one of the the cool things about the digital age is that you can kind of get to just look at all these people's different beautiful artwork, and that's where that pressure that you were talking about comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just the access to be able to look at somebody's amazing work and just be like, gosh, I am terrible. <laughs> and then you snap all your brushes and move on for the rest of the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. But... Um, i mean i've
4: I've been there you know i i I wasn't i wasn't born like this i i worked really hard for this um but i've i've been at the point where i've looked at someone's work in a white dwarf and said how do they do that you know you walk into a store you see a display case i remember a, a specific army in stockholm at the gw store in stockholm when it was um when it had a lot more, now it's the Warhammer store. It's a little less of like displaying other people's work, but back in the good old days, when Games Workshop had their sort of red and yellow theme uh, <laughs> signs, uh, they showcased a lot more, you know, of the of the community's armies, for example. And I walked in once, and it was just when those washes came, had, had come out a little little, oh, okay. just around that time, right? You walk in, and I'm I'm looking at this gorgeously painted. Uh, sisters of battle you know the metal model army right mm-hmm. and it yep. was and it was metallic but it was not too like it wasn't crazy shiny it just had yeah. that sort of like metallic sheen to it but it was still mm-hmm. matte enough flat enough for it for it to sort of you can grasp all the colors not competing overly competing with everything else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm just walking in I'm, I, I had to go up to that guy and i was i was. When when did the washes came out, Come out in like two thousand five.
1: You mean like the null oil and
4: yeah, I mean the, the or previous.
1: So you're talking about? Like yeah, and, and yeah, Devlin Mud. Yeah, Devlin yeah, mud yeah. And, uh, What was the other one? Um, oh, I don't remember. I can't remember the black one. Yeah, but they yeah. the the talent in a bottle is what they started calling. <laughs> uh, yeah, um,
4: Dev, Devlin Mud, rest in peace. Yeah
1: yeah 1 mud was was the magic yeah uh, yeah i
4: think that was like
0: 2005
4: yeah something, so, like something like that, that. Yeah. yeah anyway so so i walked in and you know at that point i definitely was a was a novice painter you know and and i walked in and i had to go up to the store manager and say how how did they do this how yeah. how do you get this because when i'm painting it does not look like that and the guy was like oh I got your solution for you. I wish I could do a British accent, even though he was Swedish, but, you know. Um, and he handed me the the sort of wash set, you know, or the, the paints. And I was like, this, this, is, this is what it does. Came home, put it on, looked like shit, you know. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's learning what people can do with the product, not what right. the product does, you yeah.
2: know. Well, I don't think there was ever anything greater and like the pinnacle of tutorials and painting than the back of the box in the original GW products. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. Where it'd be like, here's a horn on a chaos space Marine. It's bone white, like stark white, no warm tones at all. Here we took the chestnut ink and then all oh. of a sudden it's a completely done horn. And you're like, that's, that's not how that happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember getting my first pot of chestnut, chestnut ink. Uh-huh. and That does. First. I remember the smell. Do you guys remember yeah, the smell the same of chestnut thing. ink? Oh yeah. Okay. So that's a lot what contract like there's so Snake Bite Leather, when I opened mm-hmm. up Snake Bite Leather for the first time, I was like, this is chestnut ink. That's what this is. <laughs> like it smells the same. It's all the same. <laughs> you <laughs> just took all that old chestnut ink and put it in a new bottle. Um But yeah, yeah, I remember the first time. Same thing, Danny. Like I was looking at the back of one of the boxes, I was like, no, that's no, you're lying. That's yeah. not how that worked. Yeah, it's like the whole joke where we say, paint two circles and you have an owl, kind of deal. (laughs) Um, uh, So, you know, uh, but yes, like, that's learning from... I know that I personally really like looking at other people's work, and just taking a little bit of time to just study it, right? Like, if you take that extra minute to just kind of look and see, like, where they're placing highlights and shadows, and you still can be like, I don't know how the hell they did that. But just appreciating like the grasp that that particular artist has on either reality or suspension of reality, right? Um I think we can all all learn from each other, which is why I think it's a, an amazing thing to be able to to jump on and look at it and it's also it is applying pressure like you were saying earlier. Yeah. So um so why don't you tell us a little bit more about where you can we can find your work? How do we find you, Oscar?
4: Uh, sure. Um, I am mostly available, um, uh, primarily available, I should say, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Those are my my two big hubs um, that I live on uh, with my with my work. I have a website. It's being updated to you know, cater more to the information that people might have if they are interested in, you know, hiring me for, for their commission. Um, but my Instagram and Twitter are definitely the, the places that you would be able to, to find, um, you know, what, what I'm working on currently, um, if I have any news update about a tutorial that's coming out or it has come out, um, if I have any new products that are being released and sold, um, and my 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 handle there is just at Oscar Lars. Um, my website is oscarlars.com. Awesome. Um, and and on my website I also do have a link to um, you know tutorials um, and the, the tutorial project I'm I'm working on with uh, Martin Kramer, um, who's a who's a Dutch film editor who also plays Warhammer. Um, who's a fantastic, fantastic guy. Uh, he's just so talented, and he donates his time to this project that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 does not. He's not asking for any payment at all, which is incredible that he is willing to do this. But um, so it's a segment into my YouTube channel here. You can also find me on YouTube, um, where uh, it's also under Oscar Lars. That's the channel name. And uh, we are doing a project that um, focuses on getting stuff out that maybe is a little bit above Games Workshop um, level of tutorial paint jobs, mm-hmm. uh, but isn't uh, you know the, the crazy stuff that Richard Gray and all those other guys that are <laughs> putting out like this this display quality work paint a model for 500 hours you know kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um it it focuses a little bit more on like well the stuff that i do which is armies and that's what i love i I, i'm not as intrigued by uh display quality models i'm not hungry for a golden demon trophy um i want to try it but that's not what i hunger for is i have a hard time like getting myself to sit down and like come up with a project that i'm like burning for because i want to paint an army you know Mm -hmm. yep um but but on that um, uh, YouTube channel, you can find things like how to paint ogre skin, and we go over, you know, like what colors you mix and how you can sort of like get the blends to look right by layering color. Um, mm-hmm. So we focus a lot on, on on that, which which trace you have you have experienced in my class at Nova Open. I, I yep. like to layer color for a, for a reason. Yeah.
1: Gives you more control, if I remember right. It gives you
4: more control and it gives you, in my opinion, a a better, a more impactful color Mm -hmm. uh, because it sits on top of something that supports it.
1: And I remember going into Nova last year, I actually watched your non-metallic gold tutorial prior to going to Nova. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this before I go and see what this is about. Um, (laughs) Yeah. so yeah, I, I, it, the YouTube I've, I can vouch for you that the YouTube videos are very good. Um, that they they're informative. It was just like it was almost exactly like sitting in class with you. You just can't see you. <laughs> you just see your hands and you hear you talking. And um, <laughs> but being able to like view the palette and stuff like that, I think is a really great way to show people how to get your consistency right, how to yeah. do all that stuff. When not you know, it's yeah. noble work, sir. Noble work.
4: Thank you. I appreciate that. We are, uh, we are working on that project with the support of patrons, but we're, we're not charging anything for utilizing those videos. So we are, we are dependent on the fact that the, uh, the patrons are forking up uh, because we need to start buying better uh, equipment for this. Right. We're currently trying to buy a, a 4K uh, Canon EOS digital video camera nice so that you can get this incredibly crisp image of what i'm doing and the light is just going to be completely different because right now i'm using those logitech cs c922 or whatever those cameras uh, okay. are called but yep. so so the lens is just like you know like the size of a, of a you know a human head for h of sigma you know there's no right. light going in there right uh the only i mean it's, it's just it's just dark and it's hard to control. And I'm sitting on a Mac computer, which is terrible for recording any sort of video quality products. Apparently, uh, unless um, maybe you're spending a shit ton of you know money on a on a stationary that can have like these some um, this amazing stuff inside of it. I'm clearly not a tech guy, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's
1: Jared. Jared's our yeah. resident tech guy. I try.
4: <laughs> yeah, same here.
1: Um, so that's awesome. Um, well, I'm I'm glad that you have you know been able to expand your services at Nova this year. Um, you know, you had two classes last year. It looks like you've got four now. So next year you'll have eight, right? You're doubling. <laughs>
4: we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the reason why we expanded is because um my my classes almost sold out within the first week of tickets available yeah um and then it was wait listed closer to the convention so we definitely wanted to make sure that we could get some of those people in there that didn't get a chance to take it um and also expanding on something new i you know like i don't want to just run the same thing over and over and over again i want to try to get something you know new so maybe next year i won't do the non-metallic metal and i will do something else with the how to pop your tabletop that's new uh but i don't think i will teach like some of the other people that are just crunching through the entire convention um, you
1: know? yeah I, like it, it's it's really impressive you know the Vince Venturellas of the world the other guys that are there that basically teach the entire time <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible um, yeah. you know and that's and more power to them like that they're sharing their talents with others because yeah. they want to and I think that that's Awesome. Um, But we thank you for all that information, Oscar. That's so great to have you on. Um, We're going to kind of wrap this section up though, and talk about what all of us, including you have planned for Nova coming up. So we'll be back in just a minute.
3: And we're back and we fought the five Oh two errors in the timeouts as the internet crashed the Nova server because we are all registering here earlier tonight. But now I'm very excited to talk about what do we have planned? What is scheduled? What do we commit to? Because the Nova schedule has changed a little bit for us this year. So, Trace, kick us off. What did you register for tonight that took you exactly 33 minutes and 50 seconds to process <laughs> your <laughs> checkout?
1: True story. Um, I... I've already made edits. First off, what? Mm.
2: Yeah, just giving away money.
1: Yeah. Well, not really. No, no. It, it goes to your credit, bin <laughs> and you get to use it again. It's all good. It's fine. Um, so things I signed up for first and foremost, we all sign up for the Games Workshop reveal just because it's fun to just go get to look at stuff before it goes on the internet. Um, and it's just what, a, and we got a model last year. Yeah, which, model again this year.
2: Which is already. This year, I'm expecting a a whole army. Yeah, that's my hope. I want a battle
1: box under my chair.
2: (laughs) With
3: with 350 people, I think we'll be pieing the sky for that. But I could not believe it because last year those tickets for that preview event lasted a couple of weeks. This year, like it is, yeah, it's 10:30. Registration opened at eight. 350 gone already. Wow, that's
4: crazy. I think they expanded it last year too. Yeah, they had 250 seats, I think, last year. Yeah. (laughs)
1: and i think that they they let people come in just for standing room that didn't actually get one last year yeah. too yeah. yeah um so i did that i signed jared and i up for the age of sigmar doubles woo boom um maybe we'll end up playing oscar and whoever his partner will be this year if you're playing
4: i am not Oh no! I know. I, I oh, I'm 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 a little bummed about it, but you know that's just how scheduling works.
3: Yep. yep. He's got that class from eight to three that day, or something. Like I that. do. I, yeah. I I
4: I thought, or I I was you led led in a direction that didn't happen, and and it just nothing anybody did wrong. It just you know it's it's hard to run a big organization and get all the scheduling done, and they did a fantastic work. Uh, accommodating me for this but yep. it ended up being on a Thursday and I'd taken Friday and Saturday off because I thought that it was going to be on the Friday or the Saturday uh, the yeah. Sunday the Friday or the Sunday off so because I thought they were going to be on those days so unfortunately it didn't work out but yeah you
1: know. yeah and it, it kind of kind of dug into our plans too because the game that we traditionally had played is like our competitive game which is Warmer Underworlds, it was always the event that was in the night, right? So you had all the stuff during the day, and then you would go play Underworlds at night. And it was like pretty much every evening. But this year, the schedule changed, and now the Grand Clash overlaps with Age of Sigmar Doubles. And oh. so, so we had to make choices, and Jared was the one who asked me first, and I was honestly surprised. He was like, so are we doing Doubles? And I was like, oh, I don't do not do this to me. <laughs> um, and I just said, you know, I, uh, I'm i happy to do either. Um, and so we decided to do doubles, and so I bought the ticket for that tonight. And then I signed myself up for the skirmish on Friday, the Warmer Underworld skirmish. So basically anybody who doesn't make it to the top cut for the Grand Clash on Friday, they all participate in the Grand Skirmish. So... That's what we'll be doing from 8 a.m. to 5.30 on Friday. And then Saturday, I signed up for a cheeky little Level 1 Dungeons & Dragons romp for um, Adventurers League. And then Sunday, I had originally signed up for the Warcry event, but there are two other members of this podcast that are now playing Crisis Protocol.
3: Oh, damn.
1: So I also signed up for the Crisis Protocol,
3: Danger Room, (laughs) Casual Living. Hey. Well, you might be playing with Sarah because according to Danny, Danny might be Sarah. Spoilers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Let me tell my tale, man. Let me tell my truth.
3: I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. We were in the middle (laughs) of recording right there.
1: (laughs) So So that's my schedule. It's a little bit. More sparse this year than it was, has been in years past, which is completely fine. Because now, if Oscar has availability, I can be like, "Hey, let's go play Warcry," <laughs> and just go go play a game of Warcry when he's not. That's DJing. right. So, what
0: about you, Jared? So I signed up for the Warhammer Underworlds Grand Clash on Thursday.
3: Skirmish? Oh no! You signed up for the Clash.
0: I'm just kidding. I was waiting for Trace's response, and his non-response was response enough for me. <laughs> no, so they the ages... tickets available for that, so if I need to cancel this, I can sign up for it. That's funny. Um, yeah, so Age of Sigmar Devils with Trace, and we have no idea what we're doing there, but that's okay. We had no idea what we were doing there this time last year. Um, so we'll figure it out. And then the Warhammer Underworld Skirmish on Friday, and... Dungeons and Dragons on Saturday. And then I am the one-fourth of this podcast that does not currently play Crisis Protocol. So I actually don't have anything on Sunday. Um, But if you guys are all playing in Crisis Protocol, I may just bum whatever garbage miniatures you guys don't want to use for that and sign up for that. So so I don't know. But yeah, so to Trace's point, I think... um, So last year and the year before that, you know, Warhammer Underworlds was kind of the reason that we went. And we kind of piddled around in the 40K narrative. Um, The first year that we went, and I played in the narrative doubles for 40K last year. I did the Age of Sigmar doubles last year. But it was really about um, other than hanging out and having fun and getting a whole weekend of gaming. It was about Underworlds for me. Um, And I just had to make the decision that, if if I signed up for the Grand Clash, then ultimately that that meant that the whole trip for me would have been based around Underworlds, and that was not what I wanted for myself. Um, and I, I mean, I, I really want to be able to do both. I want to play Age of Sigmar devils, and I want to compete in a Warhammer Underworlds Grand Clash because it's unless something crazy happens, it's the only Grand Clash that you know, that we'll get to go to. And so that was kind of a tough decision for me. But in the end, you know, I want Nova to be about everybody being able to play what they want to play. Um, and, and for all of us to be able to get the best experience there. Um, and so for me, that meant, you know, playing Age of Sigmar, with race. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. We'll see if I have regrets. I can't promise that I won't, but, uh, I am excited because Trace and I had a ton of fun list building last year and revealing the combos. And we did get the one game where we did the thing. Um, and so I'm sure that trace will plant a seed as we move along and he'll kind of begin to design a list that does a thing. And then he'll show me what it does and we'll play a practice game and it'll do the thing. And I'll be like, "Okay, oh, yeah, I'm sold. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, so we have no idea what we're doing there. I think the hope is that each of us in our halves will be able to paint some models that will be part of a larger force that we will continue on. And so whether that means that I'm doing Bone Reapers or Stormcast, um, we don't know yet, but we'll figure that out. And then, uh, yeah, so that's it. So um, But I am the super nerd that convinced some of us to play Dungeons & Dragons on Saturday um, just because... Uh, <laughs> I was talking to Jason uh, this weekend and I told him it was going to be dumb fun. And he said, well, it'll be dumb. And I'm like, well, yeah, that it'll <laughs> probably be dumb fun um, to just mess around with level one characters for an hour. But one thing that did come up in that conversation that I am a little bit excited about is designing a character and then maybe getting on like Hero Forge or something or maybe even using, you know, some of the existing uh, miniatures for Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, really maybe even putting in some effort um, on a one-off model. So painting something, you know, maybe even to a higher standard that I've ever painted anything before. Um, so there's that part of it that kind of excites me. So um, yeah, so that's it. That's what I've got going on. Danny, what'd you sign up for, bed?
2: Oh boy. Uh, well, remember last year when I was like, oh, I think I only want to sign up for like one one or two things I don't want to use all <laughs> my time. i'm kind of nervous about this whole like gaming convention thing well none of that happened this year so <laughs> um i have a pretty packed schedule which is kind of crazy but i'm i'm uh i've got nervous energy about it i'm excited uh, and nervous it's kind of like uh kind of kind of a leap of faith but i'm looking forward to it uh wednesday night Games Workshop preview. I don't know. I think you guys might have talked about it, so uh, I'm not going to divulge in it. <laughs> I think uh, we covered that one to death. I'm really looking forward to it. It was fun. Hopefully it would be some cool reveals and, uh, uh, like I said, I'm looking for my battle box under my chair. If I don't get that, I'm going to write nasty emails to Games Workshop and just be like, yo, <laughs> like, I have a certain level of expectations around these parts now, and you did not fulfill.
1: It needs to now, be at least to start collecting.
2: Yep. it will it, it, got to be a start collecting and i i you know what i'm sitting here saying this and what's going to happen is they're gonna give us a start collecting box and it'll be eldar it'll be oh, yeah, no. No. oh great it'll start weaknesses. collecting box with
0: new plastic uh aspect warriors and danny will just
2: mutter himself to death you're welcome nova attendees that was on me uh but then thursday uh Pretty light day uh doing the lord of the rings siege event uh which i'm really looking forward to it's kind of a one-off like if you are defenders you bring more points if you're the attackers you bring fewer and it's they use special rules so i might be defending a castle or i might be trying to siege a castle and i think that'll be a lot of fun uh then friday is my all day lord of the rings day uh well middle earth strategy battle game if you will uh and I'll be doing the Chaos and Arda event, which I skipped last year because I didn't really understand what it was. And it seemed when the title was Chaos and I didn't really know the game at all. I was like, that seems like a bad fit for a new player that doesn't know what's happening to go into a, a four player 1v1v1v1 situation with changing rules every turn. I was like, hard pass. Not going to do that this year. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I think I'm going to do something kind of crazy and wonky. Um because they got rid of the team event last year they had the team event which was like you were either part of the good team or the bad team and there was like six players and you all kind of riffed off of each other and some people brought some really funny wonky lists like i got completely steamrolled by a guy that brought two oliphants and that game literally lasted i think two turns um so i think uh, for the chaos i'm toying with just bringing as many ring rates as i can in the points allowance just for fun and see what happens nice uh and then i will be returning to the doubles event this year uh with jimmy uh this time jimmy won't cheat uh he'll actually model his models correctly and we won't you know pretend (laughs) that we have bows and arrows for a whole game when we totally didn't um (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, we will also probably start drinking earlier uh so that will be fun because it's one to eight o'clock and so i'm sure we will be completely in the mind to make clear and sound gaming decisions Um, during the doubles event saturday i have enrolled myself in the crisis protocol tournament not because i have any delusions of winning a tournament uh, but because it was the best chance to actually play crisis protocol and i'm pretty psyched about that game and then sunday the crisis protocol casual event which i might not look like me I, i as Jason spoiled, uh, my wife might be coming to DC that weekend and she wants to come and check out the uh, the NOVA event. She's pretty psyched about it, but it's gonna matter whether she can get her schedule to work out right. And if she can, the one game that she was intrigued about was doing the Crisis Protocol casual event. I think part of that's because her big bear boyfriend, Jason, wants to do it uh, as well. So I think she feels safe his, you know, his <laughs> warm embrace. <laughs> and um and so I'm scheduled for it. And so if you see Danny Clemens on the Crisis Protocol casual event and he's a tiny little chick, that's my wife. So
1: um, Daniela Clemens.
2: Oh, it could be me. I <laughs> could make some crazy changes between now and then. It's 2020, man. Live and let live. Science is crazy these days. <clears throat> But that's kind of my schedule. I'm pretty jam-packed. All my days are full except for see. Thursday, really. Wow.
3: You, you definitely bit off a lot this year.
2: Yeah, the way that I'm looking at it is I'm really only playing two games, you know? Like, it's a lot of events, but I'm only doing two game systems, so I'm not feeling as overwhelmed.
3: Your brain's just going to melt and be like,
2: uh. Uh, I'm going to fall asleep on my feet <laughs> is what's going to happen. Yeah. Y'all know yeah. me. If I play for, like, four hours... I'm cranky five and I'm dead. And so, yeah, I'm gonna do an event from one to eight o'clock. That'll go well. Or <laughs> nine to seven thirty.
3: <laughs> well, good man. I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad you got all your events. Um, you know, for me, well, for us, I think this is a, a great point to just reemphasize what we're about here. Like, you know, it's about balancing life, games, and more importantly, friends. Like, you know, we all hung out at Danny's house this past week. You know, Trace, Jared, and I went to an event on Saturday, and you know, today we had all the kids running around choking each other out at at the uh, the, the music play place. So, I mean, that was a slam at Jared's kid choking out his sister. So,
2: yeah. That <laughs> now I wish I went. <laughs> um,
3: but no, like you know, we focus a lot on underworlds, and as you can see, like the schedule kind of taxed us like we had to make hard decisions and and i'm for one glad that that jared made that decision to play in the doubles um because trace's game is age of Sigmar, and lord knows i'm not going to know it by then uh and for me you know the whole year is practicing for the grand clash um so that allows me to play in the grand clash on thursday and friday Uh, Jimmy, who's a friend of the show, like, you know, he's big into Underworlds too. And here he is, he's going to play in the doubles, uh, with Danny and Friday and for, for go and chance to play in another grand clash, even though he'll be in the masters the day after, um, you know, and then, then Saturday I've signed up for this, uh, silly role-playing thing that I've like literally never done. I cannot get into character. I'm just going to end up by throwing a beer and punching somebody in the face because I'm playing an angry dwarf or something like that. I don't, I I don't know, Jason. Going.
2: I've got three words for you.
3: Big, daddy, tatty.
2: <laughs> I've seen you get in character, so don't front. <laughs>
3: um, but no, you know, that'll be fun. Uh, so first two days will be Underworlds, then RPG with with Jared, Uh, and trace and then i'm really looking forward to sunday i really hope that this danger room multiplayer event um, kicks off because one change at nova this year too is is there's not a lot of doubles events Uh, and when this whole project started for us you know the way i love to play tabletop games is having a buddy stand next to me you know it's great to have them sit across from you it's great for them to be in the same room but i really like to have someone to help me it's really because i'm terrible and tabled all the time so i like to blame it on my partner but um you know it's it, it's good so i'm looking forward to that to that sunday uh, sunday event and you know with trace joining in that means that for the first time in our nova experience we will actually be are taking in events playing next to uh, playing next to everybody so this may be the best year at nova yet and we get all of our nights free, so that does mean the the pickup games of Warcry Cry and the board games that we lug and don't play will actually get played. And Saturday being very open, I expect to spend a lot of money in the charity bar <laughs> this <is> for charity. <laughs> so that's, I, I that's bought what... my
2: mug again this year, so <laughs> I got to buy eighteen <laughs> beers to make it worth my money.
3: <laughs> Done. I mean, that's that's my kind of plan and. I'm glad that we can share that. I mean, Oscar, we know you're teaching, but you gonna be able to play anything? You sign up for some stuff?
4: Uh, Yeah, I I actually actually did. Um, So it needs a little context though. Um, I usually play Age of Sigma. Right now that I couldn't, I had to kind of figure out what else to do. And I have gotten a little interested in Necromunda of late. Nice.
3: So, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like my best friend right now. <laughs> so uh,
4: so I have picked up the House of Chains book.
3: And nice. I have gotten
4: myself some Goliath gang box and the new box that came out. And some 4 trolled heads and some 4 weapons. And I... I'm going to build myself a two-by-two-by-probably-two um, game board. Nice. And uh, I'm going to attend, oh, God, what is it called? Something Necromunda Soldiers? No, that's not what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah Soldiers, is. Yeah, yeah, on Friday. Because um, it was like you can kind of come and go, you can drop in for a final round, or you can participate all day. So it's like it's perfect for me because I'm hoping to be able to know how to play back uh, or by then. But I'm not sure if I'm going to be as good as playing something really competitively. So. That's
1: awesome. I can't wait to see what you do with those models because the Goliath models are just really cool to begin with. So I'm excited to see your Twitter feed and what that looks like if you're going to be posting it. I'm hoping you do.
4: Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be posting it. Um, I um, Goliath, uh, my first White Dwarf was that Necromunda rulebook cover. I think oh, okay. it's from 1996
1: mm-hmm.
4: or 95, but it was my first White Dwarf ever. So I'm very nostalgic about Goliath, right? Uh, so when I had to choose a game, I just had to pick Goliath. Uh, so I'm definitely going to put in a lot of effort in making sure these models look fantastic. Because I only have to paint, you know, what, like 10 of them or something
1: 10, like that?
4: 10, 15, something like that? Ah, it's the
1: same. <clears throat> <number>. <laughs> <laughs> when you paint armies, 15 models is just a drop in the bucket, right?
4: It's, it's half a unit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, were, um, we had just talked recently about playing Necromunda. Jason shot it across the bow. Um, cause he wants to play all the games right now. So
3: <laughs> I want to play all of them. I have a problem.
1: <laughs> you do. It's okay. That's we're here to help. Well, that's awesome. So are you, are you doing anything else other than Necromunda? Or are you doing something? Are you doing any other games?
4: Well, yeah. So I, so I'm, I'm teaching, I'm teaching Wednesday. I'm teaching Thursday. I'm teaching Saturday. So I haven't really decided what I want to do about my Sunday yet. Um, but I probably want to try to see if I can dig into something, whether it's a it's a class, a seminar of some other painter, you know, that mm-hmm. teaches something I'm interested in or if it's a game that I want to kind of dive into. But uh, I am going to the GW seminar I got uh, my seat to that, um, which I was excited about last year. But then I don't even remember the reason why, which is usually a bad reason, but I couldn't go to it Um so I had to forsake my ticket to last year's. And then the, my, uh, my, uh, one of my roommates came back with uh, two models and was like, oh, man, look, we got this stuff at, um, at the <laughs> GW seminar. It's like an exclusive model. And I'm looking at the box. I'm like, cool. And then he turns to the other guy saying, hey, do you want this? I'm
3: like, what about me? I'm right (laughs) here,
4: man. No, so I was like, all right, I guess, I guess this year I'm gonna go to it because I'm teaching on Wednesday, so I'm gonna be there. I cannot not be there, so I'm going, and I'm hoping that I get some sweet swag, you know.
0: Nice. Well, just don't sit in the charity lounge playing a board game that you're nowhere near finishing until (laughs) six fifty.
2: Yeah, we were nowhere near finishing. It. You were like just hitting the good part. <laughs>
4: yeah. 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 Oh, I, I'm not I'm not worried about that. I'm that guy that hangs on the lock at four fifteen, you know? <laughs> That's awesome.
3: That was us the first year, but last year we there was a schedule problem. Thank goodness someone looked at their watch and we I made
1: did. So. I was like, yeah. uh we need to go. <laughs> I don't know.
4: I'm o- I'm always paranoid about the Nova Open uh elevators because they're always taking forever oh, uh, to get somewhere. Gosh. So I'm, I'm probably gonna sit in my room at two o'clock and be like, "Am I gonna be able to make it down in time?" <laughs> yeah. just take then the then you also just
2: a kind of fun experience of like, what kind of new smell am I gonna discover in this elevator as well? Yeah. <laughs> it's
4: right.
0: Good times. Well, um I do have an addendum. Oh. Oh. i Definitely just logged into novaopenstore.com and signed up for the Crisis Protocol Danger Room Atta event. it, boy! So
3: <laughs> Look out! Taking over the Danger Room! Atta Can't boy. be stopped.
0: No. So, there we go. It just happened.
3: Live. Oh. Oh, man. man. I just want to play games with you guys. I thought you were going to play es- The Escalation for Underworlds. I thought you were going to be the only one.
0: Nope.
3: Well, good. I mean, that... Jam-packed schedules... It is a little sad to me that what started our group in the game that is 40k will not be represented oh, uh, in nice. our nope. Nova experience this year. But we got a lot of things to look forward to, a lot of paint commissions to send off, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, we'll we'll take a break and we'll be back out for the outro.
0: And we're back, and that'll round us out. So as always, we'd like to say thanks for listening. Um, You know, we've had some interactions in the Discord, um, you know, lately, and hopefully we'll start to see more of that. If you are going to Nova, we'd love to hear, you know, what you're planning on doing. Uh, If you know you're going to be there, you've got our schedules, uh, unless for some reason you've just skipped directly to the outro, in which case I would (laughs) ask you to just back up maybe like
2: 15 (laughs) minutes I'm only here for those Anno Domini beats, baby. That's right.
0: Uh, so, uh, you know, you'll know where we'll be. Come find us. Um, and as we get closer, you know, maybe we'll do some pictures or Facebook Live or Instagram Live or whatever it is that people do on social media. Um, and do TikToks. those while we're there. TikToks. Is that the thing now?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll post the TikToks on our MySpace page. That, that's it. how that works, right? Yeah um
2: you put like music playing in the corner too yeah right to do some gifts
0: some gifts some under construction gifts on the website
2: it'd be great um yeah
0: so thanks for listening if you uh if you like what you hear and you want uh other people to be able to find us through you know search algorithms and stuff give us the five-star reviews on itunes on the podcast listening platform of your choice uh, you can find us on Facebook, we're Battle Mallet Podcast. On Twitter, we're Battle Mallet One. On Instagram, we're Battle Mallet PCast. Uh So you can find us all there. You know, feel free to hit us up with a message. We do have a Discord. There'll be a link to the Discord server in the show notes. Um, and I think that's it. So for the Battle Mallet Podcast, we are three dads, a Swedish-born Goliath Ganger, and a. <laughs> Four foot eleven, tech industry employed actress.
1: <laughs> this is Jared signing out. This is Trey signing out. I'm gonna make a plug for Oscar one more time. Instagram and Twitter at Oscar Lars. Website oscarlars.com. YouTube Oscar Lars. Go take a class. Get something painted by him. He's awesome. This is Thank Danny. You
2: stretching myself out to a hefty five foot eight uh losing my hair every day pale-skinned white boy peace uh
4: this is oscar who is also (laughs) signing out um thank you
3: thanks for being with us tonight
4: thank you so much for having me
3: i'm jason tableau murray never tell me the odds
0: battle mallet podcast is protected under the creative commons license if you have further questions as to its use you can find more information via links on podcast.battle-mallet.com music by anno domini beats we try to be family friendly but i can also edit out
2: you know the f*cks <laughs> and so <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wow i never said that ever <laughs>